Hello and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. My name is Sad Boy for Life. Jared Geisler over on the ones and twos. Boy, oh boy, we've seen a lot of things happen in the last couple of weeks, huh? Man, this uh, this season has been kind of disastrous to say the least. Uh, uh, and and we haven't <laughs> been potting because it's kind of the same old, same old. But I guess uh, there's a lot of recent news now that kind of warrants having a podcast out and kind of talking about it. Uh, just kind of figuring out, you know, how to process all of this. <laughs> Jared. Following a 2-0 loss on the road to Salt Lake, the Rapids uh, fired head coach Robin Frazier Tuesday. So they they gave him Labor Day off at least, but yeah, maybe, they were all, maybe they were all off. <laughs> Listen, we'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, the Rapids uh, fired head coach, parted ways with coach Robin Frazier. Um, and then in that same morning, uh, season ticket members got an, uh, a letter from Porig Smith, um, kind of, was that from Porig Smith or was that from, was that from chat GBT signed <laughs> Porig Smith? I think there's some, some valid questions to be asked. I, I kind of thought that too. Um, I, I went the, though the chat GPT one was, uh, was written a lot better because <laughs> <laughs> Or it would have been a lot more easier to stomach, um, but yeah, I mean the Rapids again lose and uh, lose. Uh, the the fact that we had two home games <laughs> to win a Rocky Mountain Cup and we couldn't do it, man. Oh, it like it, it it's like no reason. There's like real no reason now to get worked up over it. The the club is just killed, killed any like competition between them and Utah. It's really crazy. And, you know, we we all hype up Rocky Mountain Cup. And we've said for a long time that the Rapids haven't shown up for, for Rocky Mountain Cup on a number of occasions where it doesn't look like a rivalry game. It doesn't look like you're playing for, you know, a, whatever small piece of silverware that it is. I mean, smash the Rocky Mountain Cup at this point in time, because right now we're just going to make sure that they have something to lord over our heads for the next 20 years. I mean, the way I think about it, too, is if you're the Colorado Rapids, um, and what is Colorado known for? The biggest thing. What do people think about when they think about Colorado? Uh, mountains. Yeah, mountains. So <laughs> you can't have anyone like. What do you think about when you think about Utah? Like you can't give them the mountains. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, they kind of own the mountains. <laughs> It's them's it's, them mountains now. We get east, we get Kansas and eastern Colorado <laughs> for our territory. So we get if Salt Lake's not a rival, who should be the Rapids' rival then? Uh, one might say switchbacks. I mean, that would be a more <laughs> realistic local rival. And if you look at the game day experience in stadium, we're already seeing the Rapids get sort of bypassed there. So um, <laughs> hopefully we can keep up with the switchbacks. But, you know, there is the hailstorm coming up right behind them. So, uh, I mean, we're kind of perfect know. against the hailstorm. We do have a good record <laughs> against the hailstorm. That's, you know, we've got that going for us. Yeah. Uh, what about what about Dallas? I mean, it, you, you can pick any MLS team. And it, basically the most engaged owner that we run up against, we're going to be in big trouble. Uh, Dallas is another team like us, right? They're a legacy market. They've been there a long time. Their stadium is in the middle of nowhere and kind of stinks. Who is the and, Rapids' first 
game in MLS. Do you know who it was against? Oh, man. Uh, was it the Burn? Yep, Dallas. Who is the who is the team that the Rapids beat to win MLS Cup? That was also Dallas. That was Dallas. There's there is a history there between Dallas and uh, the Rapids that people don't give a fuck about. But if you're paying close attention, it's the little details that matter, right? Well, who, details who, matter to some. Who which team ruined Dylan Cerna's career with a career threatening injury in the Open Cup? That I don't remember. It was Dallas, dude. Dallas, <laughs> Dallas once again. Dallas sucks, man. I I I want people to hate Dallas as much as they hate RSL, but RSL has <laughs> This is just so a really much... weak attempt from the pod to try to to try to reframe <laughs> a, an uncomfortable situation because uh folks, I mean we we didn't even do a preview for RSL. We didn't do a post game for RSL because we didn't really need to. You you saw it on the Dude, schedule. No, RSL's coming you up. You know what you texted me? <laughs> smacking. Remember, do you remember what you texted me? <laughs> So glad I'm not at this one. <laughs> oh, I know. And and again, tone deaf organization talk coming out with Cole Bassett saying this would be the game of the season to be in attendance for to Brendan Plone the week before the game. And I mean, it's it, I I don't even know what to think. Like either either it's there's a firm rule in Commerce City that you can never be realistic about anything. Everything you say has to be nothing but publicity speak from this handbook or people are really that deluded. And I, I don't think many people bought into that. You could tell from the, well, three or four Rapids fans that they were able to find on the broadcast <laughs> for, yeah, for I mean, the game. No, there were some people in the, uh, in the discord shout out. I mean, if you went to that dude, Oh my God. Uh, I don't know how, but like kudos to the people that went, <laughs> you know what I mean? I can thank you, sir. May I have another, it, it's, it's uh, I remember for a, a lot of people, it was their first time. It, it could a lot of people's it's, it's their first and last time. I, I probably have been to Salt Lake seven or eight times at this point. You know what I mean? It's it's just like, are you still are you still seeking win number one? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I think I'm four or five in and I, I still have not seen a win up there. So, you know, it's a little bit of a house of horrors. Uh, it's it's comedic uh, at this point, how far behind we clearly are. Uh, and that leads us to what happened on Tuesday, uh, kind of apparently. That, that's one of the steps to what led us there on Tuesday. And now uh, one might say that the, the most qualified person in the building for his job was released on Tuesday. Poor, uh, with the, with, I mean, let's talk about it. Robin Frazier, what did you think? I mean, all in all, like, you look at the, the postmortem and you know his record was clearly not good enough it it's the kind of record that does see you fired after three years um now whether or not that record was on his tactics has to be somewhat right you're you're a coach you're a professional you have to be accountable for results but... i mean like, like let, yes because uh what we always pivot to and what what has been said on twitter is robin frazier hasn't been supplied with enough talent right that's always kind of been the that's always going to kind of been what his big saving grace is right and i wholeheartedly agree however i also think that when it comes to you know inspiring the locker room and you know he was also very much a a you know paint by numbers classically tr media trained i'm going to give non-answer coach as well don't you don't you well, think yeah. 
and I, I don't know how much of that is Robin's personality because you do, you know, in some instances you've seen some fire in him, but at the same time, if, if the organization is, it is so guarded with how things are relayed after the fact and, and what is released into the media, you know, I think that kind of put him in a mode where he was already kind of putting up defenses all the time. You know, I don't think we, we heard from Robin Fraser's, you know, I don't think we heard from his frontal cortex. You know, he, he was defending everything. We, I wanted to hear just the rush of blood. You know, we wanted to hear, you know, who he was upset with, what he what he honestly thought of of some of the transfer windows and uh, some of the players brought in because there was clear disconnect with with player acquisition. I think that's been very very obvious. Right. Um, but once again, you know, you said his, his saving grace was the fact that he never had any good players because we didn't bring him in. That that's also true. I think his his real saving grace and the one that uh, that Porg was not real quick to answer in the press conference to following was uh, what, how much saving grace he will see financially from the fact that he still had some years on a deal. Um, <laughs> another coach fired with with probably a pretty hefty severance and we now face the possibility that the same folks that brought us um you know Sorry. the coach that we just fired who most would say was a big upgrade over anthony hudson who was also brought in by the same front office both of whom we we brought in and gave a lot of faith to and you know gave long-term contracts um what do you think do you think that we're in a situation where coaching has been so poor um, and everything else so fine that you, you think that Porrick should be given a, a third bite at the apple to try to find <laughs> a guy who fits the system as he says. Well, and and you know, for 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 me, I think I think that coaching search is already hand. You're already handcuffed, right? You already have one hand. You you may as well be handcuffed from the fact that one your sal your you know your spending on on a coach may not be as uh, as you know as cheap as Frazier maybe you know you know what I mean like surely not how, to bring in anybody with a reputation right yeah like it it makes you doubt how much they have for I, I mean one you're handcuffed because KSC is not going to spend right um, and the, the I mean I guess the whole kind of uh, you know, an, an even deeper basis to this is the fact that if KSC doesn't get involved here and at least kind of, you know, take it, take that coaching like uh, salary on the chin and give the Rapids like a like a like a clear salary for for a coach or whatever. You know what I mean? Like either someone's going to yeah. have to, you know, eat that contract. And I don't think it's going to be KSC. I think it's going to be on the Rapids to kind of nickel and dime them way themselves into a, another head coach uh and, and it'll probably be uh a hire that you know is uninspiring uh I, I don't see them picking up someone like Caleb Porter or Giovanni Savarese or or even Bob Bradley you know what I mean and and I would hate Bob Bradley but they, but at be... least somebody's heard of him it might you know <laughs> yeah like um yeah and that is that you know serious issue and I, I will i'll defend kse a little bit here their mo is not to go out onto the market and try to find a high price coach you look at uh jared bednar championship winning coach right here for the avalanche uh brought in from du mike malone brought in kind of off the trash heap in their the robin fraser mold um from from kind of having a head coaching job, I believe in Sacramento, uh, being fired there. Now he's a championship winning coach for the Nuggets. 
uh, Michael Arteta at, at Arsenal. You're looking at a guy who is his first coaching gig. So he, he was, you know, his profile has gone up exponentially at being at Arsenal, but um, he was still just a Pep's number two at City, which was, you know, a pretty high job, but he hadn't hadn't been a head coach anywhere. So, you know, you don't see Cranky's going out and buying the the highest price, the biggest names on the coaching market. They do tend to try to uh, find somebody who is affordable that they believe has a lot of potential, and then they they'll worry about the the renewal amount once they've performed, once they've brought a championship in, once they've shown that they can compete in the league they're in. Um, I I think in you know in my heart of hearts I would I, as much as I would love to see us bring in a big name or a strong personality or someone who will rally the fan base. I in my heart of hearts think we're we're probably going back to the same type of of hire that we've seen from KSE organizations time and again. I mean you you're either going to get an assistant in MLS or or if that even because that's what Robin was. <laughs> And then he got that yeah. big, big, big pump. So uh, I think it's it's either going to be that or you may even get uh, someone within, you know, <laughs> Eric Boucher mm. from the Rapids too might be candidate like he probably might be the most. It's probably him. And then the field. Right. Because <laughs> because uh, someone from within would coaching, be a bold choice. Well, that's that's what I think they do. Yeah, that that would be uh because basically then that I would lo- actually in a way love to see them try that because we don't have anybody in the club who people will jump up and down for. Whoever it is, people will be looking at their Wikipedia page to find out who the hell they are, and that's just <laughs> a fact. Uh, unless it's cello. Um, so basically, you know, if that happens, that would be Porig saying that the identity is in building. We have the tools to be successful here. If we see, if we see the Rapids get smacked around for eight more games, then that makes it much easier than to just, you know, part ways with the entire group who does seem to be pretty tight knit in, in the front office and and some of coaching staff. Um, you, you could, you could theoretically then in the off season, really, um, go a different direction if because that would be a double down and again doubling down on a direction that we've seen you know lead to failure time and time again uh with whatever this rapids way whatever the the identity that that porig is talking about in his interview in his press conference um that is an amorphous thing and what he taught when he whenever he brings those things up it's in times of failures to the point that the identity is the failure, not the hope that the Rapids way can bring some great project every once in a while that Porig seems to cling to each and every time he gets a chance to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, for like a, a team, uh, originally they threw out like, we're going to be a, a team that develops young players. We're going to be a team that doesn't, you know, latch on to bad contracts. We're going to be a team that is a perennial playoff contender, right? And when all these things have been laid out, you know, for me in the beginning, I'm willing to kind of let things slide. I'm winning. I'm willing to let the first few DP kind of misdoings go, you know, go by the wayside. But after, you know, after about what is it? Six years since then. And we have no playoffs to kind of show for it. You know, well, it, we had one trip to the playoffs, one early bounce and that, you know, Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that whole season seems to be what this this front office everyone in the organization actually has all gotten promoted mm-hmm. and everything is always flowers and rainbows because we can always point back to 2021 
when we scraped our way to the top of the Western Conference and we hang the banner, and then we come out flat, get beat at home by a Portland team that shouldn't shouldn't have by any means been competing with a team who just won the Western Conference. Right. So I mean, we, well, we point then, back to then, that season as the Halcyon days, but it really well, we had nothing to show for it. And and here's why sometimes I'm like, yeah, Frazier, you know, Frazier, you know, deservedly got the boot is I did blame Frazier for that loss uh, against Portland. You know what I mean? So yes. And not, I blamed him that season in 2021 for not bringing home the Rocky Mountain Cup because we played a week inside uh, mm-hmm. going away to Salt Lake with maybe what a month and a half left in the season. And so I think we've always been able to highlight this this team doesn't play up to the occasion. They don't play in big games, right? And I don't know if that's just an extension of all of all of the past 6 years or if that's something that Robin just never had the clutch gene instilled into the Rapids or if these players bring being brought on just don't have that clutch gene, you know what I mean? Um, well, funny spin take. Uh, you said that even in the best times, we didn't show up for big games. Maybe we have been treating every game in 2023 like a big game. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't show up for any of them. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's where we are, folks. Um, I mean, this, I mean, this, we were kind of in the same cycles. We've talked about these kind of things before, but I think they're very valid uh, and relevant uh, given, given what's happened in Commerce City this week. In a broader scope, I think... Um, we love to kind of define things by eras, right? Like you had um, kind of MLS 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, whatever 4.0 we were in, right? Like people like the Zlatan era, the LAFC era, whatever, like whatever kind of way you want to spin it, the Rapids away era feels perpetually spinning its wheels to the point where it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. Um Funny thing with spinning your wheels. You spin your wheels in one place for long enough, and the hole gets deeper. <laughs> That's true. And, I mean, recently the Rapids also signed Luis Diaz off of waivers. From Liverpool? <laughs> no, it's the Costa Rican Luis Diaz who, uh, on a good uh, in form, he's, he's quite good. I'm not going to lie. I think he's a, a, good, a good player to have. But his injury, I mean, I mean, there's three things here, right? His injury history, his fitness, and then you're bringing him in to prove to who? Who is he supposed to prove to that he's a good player? Is it supposed to be to Porrick Smith for him to keep him around? Is he supposed to prove himself to Chris Little, the interim head coach? Like, this guy... Like, I, if I'm the player, I'm coming in to prove myself on tape, right? Um, it doesn't matter what color the kit is that you have on when you're playing for a contract, which I understand Luis Diaz is at a contract at the end of the season. So yep. um, you're you're playing you're playing for the tape at that point. Um, but it, it, internally, he's just you know we needed speed. You know we yeah. just needed more speed. No, I mean I mean Luis Diaz. Imagine we like the uh, Forex Smith mentioned this in the press conference, right? That. Uh, and, and after 2021, we needed to take a step to elevate, right? And even if you're with him on that, even if you think it's like, yeah, the, the, the club failed to take the next step, signing Luis Diaz in 2021, following 2021, would have been a electric move. It would have kept a lot of people engaged for sure because he would have been 22 at the time, and maybe he doesn't suffer injury issues, right? Maybe he ends up being a better, you know, 
outlet than he is now. You think he now. has less injuries in Colorado? Maybe. I mean, like the thing is, this would have this would have been the move to make two years ago. Now, two years, two ago. years following all the injuries and following his fitness, I mean, he's never been able to consistently put up back to back string of games, man. So. Uh, if if that fits the bill, you know that fits the profile of a lot of <laughs> players that we have in the building. You know I, that when you that description just plug and play Jonah Lewis. So um, you know it's <laughs> who's yeah uh, and, it, and, it's a it's a very rapid signing. But I if if like if for some reason he uh, cleans it up, figures it out, is is fit and informed, dude, it's a good signing. And I have to kind of acknowledge that sometimes, and then also say hey. He's playing for nobody right now. He's playing for the general manager. He's playing for a contract. This is a, a a weird position to be without a head coach. What do you think? Playing for the tape. And if if he plays well, we can't afford him. So, you know, that's that's probably <laughs> gonna be another thing that we have to monitor. If he scores a couple of goals, do you continue to put him in or do you kind of hide him and hope that you can get him for cheaper on the contract extension? Who knows? Um, well, let's hope he, let's hope he can chip something in for us, um, even if he is a, a short timer, uh, whatever that contract term looks like. Yeah, I I mean the last short timer we had was uh, Felipe Gutierrez, and he didn't even get a contract. It is what it is. Stop gaps, and you know when you're bleeding, stop gaps are necessary. We'll see how it works. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Jared, I would be remiss if I didn't also mention that uh, there's a game happening tomorrow. There's a game happening. At DU, uh, great little stadium down there. Our Rapids two taking on uh, Real Salt Lake Monarchs two, and a, a chance for a Rapids team to beat a Salt Lake team, which is is exciting. Uh, Juan, what what do you think about this game? Uh, what's got you excited about it? Well, uh, I mean, a- any any time, any chance you have available set for me to to talk shit about Utah and the city of Utah or the city of Salt Lake. My bad. Uh, I will do so valiantly, okay? I will show up, and I'll be there no matter what. All right, I've, I've unless we have to go there. They, <laughs> if they come here, we'll be there no matter what. Yes, if if you bring me a, a a chance within the Denver metro area, which the stadium of uh, DU is, and it's got a light rail next to it too, so light rail down. Come join us for some beers at the stadium in five p.m. Uh, let's kind of uh, ha- enjoy a team and support a team that can actually try and win. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. I mean, hey, going to soccer games when when you go support the home team and they win, that is a lot of fun. That's why people get you know addicted to it. That's why people sign up for season tickets year after year. Um, <laughs> and we haven't had a lot of that lately. So uh, if you haven't had that fun in your life, you at least have a chance at it on Saturday. Uh, so, yeah. you know, that's that's what I'm holding on to is like, OK, we were going to go to the park and watch a team that's fun to watch, has a very good chance to win. Um, that's what it's all about, baby. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there's yeah. so many great options to eat around DU after the game, dude. They're like absolutely the, location like, is a huge plus for DU. The location is sick. There's a dive bar. Dude. There's there's plenty. There's plenty of chances for you to have a great night that's not at Thick Sporting Goods Park. <laughs> uh, nor is it at Rio Tinto, nor is it, America, yeah. America first, whatever. Uh, whatever kind of shit land they're on. Uh, it, compare, it doesn't compare at all to a, a nice timeout. And so uh, this is like the invite to come on and get out uh, because, like, man, like, 
I, I love I love tailgating. I love you know hanging out and being with friends. But when that starts to become the highlight, uh, as opposed to the rest of the game, you know it start it starts to it starts to make you think twice about showing up to the stadium. <laughs> you know what I mean? Understandably especially so. In, in Understandably so. Especially. Um, but I mean, no, no fault, no, uh, no disrespect to the tailgate. I mean, it's it's fucking awesome for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Undefeated. It's, it's undefeated, and it's like the highlight of the match for a reason for of any Rapids game day. And I'd say that like across MLS, the C thirty eight tailgate is elite. It's in the upper echelon, and I like challenge any of these other new teams to try and fucking do what the rap, what, uh, not the rapids, what, uh, what we do, what Centennial 38 does with, uh, with the tailgates. Cause it's like, it's something to be proud of. And yeah, honestly, we deserve a better team for it. Yeah. Amen. I mean, the, the, the tailgate's always awesome. Right. And walking out of the tailgate excited and walking out of the tailgate ready to sing your butt off for 90 minutes and and hopefully get one over on one of our foes that's that's awesome right uh and when when it starts to be that you're <laughs> you've seen so many nil nil draws or losses at home <laughs> dropped points at home just it it does you know that it, it starts it starts being that uh the tailgate ending is is you don't you're not at the the crescendo at that point. It's kind of tailing <laughs> off. But once they cut taps, it's like, well, uh, uh, here we go. Um, but that it won't be that way forever. We have to hold on to that kind of hope, and um, we'll we'll see what happens. But as of you know, tomorrow, coming out to DU, coming to see Rapids two play. If you want to protest what's going on in the front office, what's going on with Rapids one. Um, feel free to wear black. Um, that's going to be a little bit of a symbol, uh, visible symbol. And if you don't want to do that, that's also fine. Come out and sing. We're going to be singing in support of Rapids 2 primarily um, with a little bit of a sub thread uh, to just kind of jab at some of the folks that we think have <laughs> us where we are with Rapids 1. Absolutely. And uh, wear, feel free to wear black the rest of the season, too. Uh, and, and if a bunch of people do it, it start, it, it'll start to get noticed and people will ask questions <laughs> and, uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, things get better on the horizon for C38, for all the fans, for all the supporters of the Rapids. We only got eight more games, so I'll be sure to be out for the last five home games to really take it in because, once the off season comes, it is gone, and I would hate for it to be gone uh, without feeling some some nights of like, hey, you know, this is still still your team, and still kind of deep down, you know, this is one of the most you know fun things uh, in your like in your you know in your weekend. So uh, don't hopefully, yeah. I mean, people listening to this are diehard fans, so. Uh, First of all, shout out to y'all who go to games. Uh, I took the summer off, and we'll be back <laughs> for the last five to see this team off. But uh, it's it's through all of it that you know we still uh, stick around and record this podcast. Uh, still try and get involved uh, for for each other. So if anything, come out tomorrow. Let's drink. Let's have a good time, and let's cheer on the Rapids beat Salt Lake. Yes, we have another chance. Beat Salt Lake. 
beat Salt Lake. Lake. Get get excited, man. All the fucking all, all the chants, all the Utah chants too. Come on. I mean, they're gonna be there's gonna be Salt Lake too. Then we might make one of them cry if they're young enough. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we got we got something to shoot for. Because I don't think we'll have a lot of uh, Salt Lake folks down there to sing at. But, you know, maybe. Maybe there'll be a few. Probably some of those kids' parents. And they might come fight us. It'll be hilarious. Oh um, but uh, enjoy the weekend. Uh, en- enjoy the game tomorrow night for everybody that comes out. Um, come come catch us. It's, again, Stadium Inn, 5 o'clock on tomorrow. Uh, we will be there. And we're looking forward to holding court, talking to some of you guys about what you've thought about the season, um, about what you think we can do going forward and um we'll we'll uh we'll have a good time yes let's to to having a good time supporting the rapids uh have a good one you see three eight we'll see you uh tomorrow and next week as the undefeated tailgate returns uh bye-bye guys we'll see you